to me we have this theme of really being fearless. Fearless before the Lord, knowing the Lord is on our side, so we should have, shouldn't fear. And in speaking about fear, there's, I kind of summed up four types of fear. There's a fear of the world, there's a fear of the enemy or others, there can be even a fear of self and the fear of God. And when we think about the fear of the world, these might be those circumstances, maybe that we're going through right now, the pandemic. Could be just the severe weather that we have from time to time. I guess even in the world it might be the economic downturns, certain things we may not have control over. But yet we, we fear those. And how do we deal with those fears? Well, I guess the fear of the pandemic, we take precautions. With severe weather, we take shelter. Economic downfall, hopefully we budget more and save more and prepare for the future. And so those are different things. It's how we kind of can alleviate those fears um, of the world is just taking those um, initiatives. Might be uh, the fear of self. You know, just I'm afraid to do this. The example of one of my greatest fears when I was in the seminary, if I'd become a priest, would be talking in front of people and giving homilies. Obviously, I've overcome that fear. But how did I overcome that fear? Basically, by practicing. You know, standing in front of people in seminary, we'd stand and give practice homilies in front of our classmates, which is probably the most intimidating thing there is to do. Um, even the first years of priesthood, there's that fear, still a little fear and anxiety. And from time to time, there can be that fear. But ultimately, like that fear of self or fear of doing something for oneself is ultimately because we may not know about it or may not know how. Um, and it just takes practice, you know, trying it and uh, kind of facing the fear and reflecting on it. Others, uh, now I said fear of God, but that's actually a good thing because we are to fear God in the sense, not in the sense that uh, He's a Father who's going to destroy us or a fear of, uh, yeah, that He's not good, but ultimately a fear of disappointing Him, that we want to do what we're supposed to do ultimately uh, to honor Him. And so the fear of God is more of that uh, fear of, you know, doing what is right and giving him honor. But within that, that's more of a kind of the spiritual fear. And any spiritual fear always comes from the enemy against God, the spirit against God. And so the, the fear of God himself is a good thing, but the fear that comes from the enemy of God is not a good thing. And those fears oftentimes come in lies, like, oh, you can't do that, or uh, ah, just go ahead and take that piece of candy. God won't, you don't need to pay for it. God isn't going to punish you. Uh, he's a loving God after all. So sometimes a spirit against God will actually use truths 
to trick us to do something we're not supposed to do, where it's used it kind of as a lie. Uh, and he'll use that truth that, yeah, God is loving, but God is also a just God, so there is his justice that must be dealt uh, when it comes to sin. But he whispers these lies to trying to get us to move away from God, to not do his will. And he could use others to do that too. And so our readings really focus on that fear of others. We hear Jeremiah, I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, denounce, let us denounce him. And so during the time of Jeremiah, the Israelites had turned away from God, and some have turned towards false gods, and God has asked Jeremiah to bring them back, to prophesy, uh, to tell them, you know, to turn away from their false idols, their false ways back to God. And the people don't want to hear that. They've got accustomed to, to their ways, to their sinfulness, and they don't want to change. And so that might be another fear, the fear, fear of change. And so rather than turning back to the Lord and changing their ways, they figure, well, let's just get rid of the messenger because if we don't have anybody telling us the right things we're supposed to do, then we can kind of be ignorant, you know. We don't really, we can continue on living uh, as we are. And so Jeremiah knows this. They know, he knows that people are out for him. They want to kill him. Yet, he does not fear, you know, because he has the Lord on his side. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. So even though for Jeremiah, I'm sure it takes a lot of courage, there might be some fear in there, but ultimately trust in the Lord knowing that the Lord is on his side and that so long as he does the will of the Father, the Father will protect him. And that's what Jesus tells us too. He's speaking to the twelve. Fear no one. Be not afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. And so he's telling the disciples you know, to go out to proclaim the good news, to tell others about Jesus, even though all the twelve except John would ultimately face martyrdom. And at first, you know, right during the time of Jesus when he was arrested in the garden, you know, many of the disciples, all the disciples, pretty much fled. They were fearful. They allowed the fear to overcome them. And so they ran away uh, from that, from the Lord. They left him abandoned. But yet after they came to their senses, even in the resurrection, they were still locked in the upper room for fear of the, fear of the Jews. They didn't want to die. They didn't want to, want to be crucified like Jesus was. And so there was that fear that overcame them, and it was the fear of what others would do if they admitted that they were followers of Christ and proclaimed the good news to others. But yet Jesus in this gospel says, do not be afraid. And so maybe this was one of the things that they remembered as they're sitting in the upper room and Jesus 
appears to them they're sitting in their fear, this might be one of the passages that they remember. Do you remember that time that Jesus said, fear no one? You know, be not afraid of those who would kill the body. And ultimately, for many of them, it wasn't until Pentecost, until the Holy Spirit came down upon them, that they got, received that courage. And that's what the Holy Spirit offers us. Is a, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that courage and fortitude to proclaim the good news. And so they went out. And that very day, you know, thousands were, were baptized and turned to the Lord. And so when we recognize that uh, fear of others, you know, especially when it's a fear of doing what we ought to do or even just living the gospel or proclaiming the gospel, we have to call upon the Spirit, that very Spirit we received at baptism and a greater fullness for those who are confirmed. Call upon the Spirit to face the fear, ultimately have to, the courage to over, overcome come the fear, because uh, the Lord is, is at our side. So may we find courage in the actions of Jeremiah, who did uh, proclaim what God had asked him to proclaim, calling upon the people to repent of their sins. Let us find comfort in the words of Jesus who says, do not be afraid. Let us call upon the, courage, the Holy Spirit for that courage to live the gospel, to follow the Father's will, and to proclaim the good news to all nations.